Thanks for pressing play. This is Christopher Lockhead. And as you probably are aware, there have been some rumblings lately in the economy about the potential for a recession. So today, let's talk about the seven recession marketing ideas you might want to consider. As usual, we're sponsored by our good friends at Oracle NetSuite. And recession or not, NetSuite wants to help you turbocharge the growth of your business. So go to netsuite.com slash different today. And there you can set up a free one hour growth review with an expert in your industry. That's netsuite.com slash different. Now, hey ho, let's go. This is Lockheed on Marketing, the podcast that helps you develop the lens for what makes legendary marketing legendary. Hosted by Christopher Lockhead, three-time CMO, godfather of category design, and a high school dropout, who the Marketing Journal calls one of the best minds in marketing, and The Economist calls off-putting to some. All right, so I'm sure you've noticed there's some rumblings. There's a lot of talk in the media about this. I had a conversation with an entrepreneur in uh, Australia over the last week or so who said uh, he said he could feel some pulling back going on. Um, And so I think it, it behooves us. How do you like that word? Behoove. It behooves us to be paying special attention. And now, look, if you know me, you know, I'm no economist. And I certainly have no crystal ball, so I don't know what's going to happen. But I thought it would be cool to look at seven ideas that you uh, could consider um, if we're going to head into a recession. All right. Number one, never let a good recession go to waste. Recessions are impetus for change and change equals both threat and opportunity. And generally what happens in the recession is uh, people get scared and they focus overly on the threat and they forget that a recession is a great opportunity. Legendary leaders focus on both equally, the threat and the opportunity. So I would encourage you to start your recession planning now. Don't wait for the recession to actually happen. Get on it. And whether or not we're gonna have a recession, this exercise is a great excuse to tighten up shit on your ship. (laughs) Say that twice. Recessions are a great excuse, or even the threat of a recession is a great excuse for taking some actions that maybe you should have known you should have been taking anyway. And so use the talk of a recession, A, to get your house in order in case there's going to be one, and B, to take your game up regardless of whether or not a recession plays out or not. Okay, so that's number one. Number two, assume that you are not going to be able to raise any more external capital, any money. So assume no more venture capital, assume no more bank loans. If you have an operating line, assume that you're not going to be able to extend it. Assume, assume that interest rates will go up and assume that if you have a rich aunt who's been financing the business, she's not going to give you any more money. So just get your headset that whatever cash you have in your business is the cash that you have. Now, with that said, if you are raising money and you're lucky enough to get it done in uh, while this threat of a recession is on us, I think there's a couple things you have to be aware of. Number one, your the value of your business is going to come down. And I think that's true whether you're running a lemonade stand or you're the CEO of a $100 billion market cap company. And so the cost of uh, capital, the cost of equity is going to go uh, up. And the value, valuation, market cap of your business 
is going to come down. So if you're doing an equity raise, probably going to have to give up a higher percentage ownership in the company than you'd been planning. And if you are getting a loan or using your operating line or whatever it is you're doing, assume that the interest rate that you pay is going to go up. And so no matter how you want to look at it, uh, be smart about this. Do not be surprised. Uh, you're probably not going to be able to raise money. That's a good headset to have. And if you do raise money one way or another, um, uh, the, ca the, the cost is going to go up. Because of that, focus on your cash. I remember, I forget which recession it was, but my dear friend, Greg Finley, uh, my accountant for many years, <laughs> I think it was actually now that I'm thinking, I think it was in about um, the summer of 2000, he called me and he said, hoard cash. <laughs> so I'm not suggesting you should hoard cash, but certainly um, all good businesses focus on their cash. And now you want to be even more focused on it. And most of all, remember that the best source of financing of any business is paying customers, not bankers or VCs. Number three, measure twice, cut once. It's always a giant bummer when a company has to make multiple cuts because they're a huge uh, effort and they can have a huge impact on our people and our morale. And so measure twice, cut once. From a pure marketing perspective, I would advise going through your marketing plans and budgets with a magnifying glass. Be ruthless with your marketing investments. And I would encourage you to look at each investment area, whether it's a one-time investment in a campaign or an event, or if it's an ongoing thing you're doing, regardless, put each and every one of those investments into one of three buckets, must do, good to do, nice to do, and be ruthless as a team, which investments belong in which of those three buckets. Do not have more than a third of your investments in must do. If 90% of your investments are in must do, uh, you're probably not being ruthless with yourself. Be ruthless. Then as you go through that exercise, I would encourage you immediately to find 10% of your investments that you think you can cut now. Now, I don't know whether you should or you shouldn't cut them. I'm not going to tell you what to do, but in the very near term, find at least 10% that you could stop doing immediately. If you want to get very aggressive um, so that you have a really good plan, find 25% that you think if you had to, that you could cut. Now, I don't know when you should or you shouldn't, that's up to you. But if you've gone through uh, the exercise of must do, good to do, and nice to do, you've identified 10%, maybe you've identified 25%, you're going to be in great shape. Once you've finished that part of the exercise, I would suggest planning to cut or redeploy, depending on the situation you think you're in, at least 5% of your marketing investment, no matter what happens, recession or not because it is the rare company that isn't doing some stupid shit with at least 5% of their marketing investments. Uh, and so whether you cut it or redeploy it is totally up to you, but I bet you there's 5% or more that you could optimize one way or another. The other thing I'd ask you to consider is decide which investments you can delay a little, uh, push out to the end of the quarter, to the end of the year, to see how things play out in this economy. When I was a public company CMO, I always tried to hold back 10 to 20% roughly of our discretionary marketing investment to, uh, towards the end of the quarter. 
because I knew that as as uh, marketing, we had the largest sort of discretionary budget in the company. That is to say, most of the rest of the company, the expenses are in headcount, and those things are very hard to dial up and dial back. And so as a public company CMO, I wanted to have a deal with the CFO that as we were getting into the last month of the quarter, if things were looking tight in terms of hitting our earnings numbers, I could hold some things back. I was a, I was a place where we could do a, a cut and give the company, you know, an extra a couple hundred thousand dollars or, you know, depending on how big your company is, a couple million dollars, whatever it is that might uh, lead to a better earnings outcome. So, and regardless of whether you're in a public company or not, I think as a marketer, it's just good discipline to do that. Also, I want to build a relationship with the CFO that says, hey, listen, marketing is a great place to park money and we're going to be transparent, open partners in working with you. We all work for the company. We don't work for the marketing department. And so if we have to, quote unquote, give back some of our investment at the end of the quarter to help the company out, we're going to do that. The other thing, by the way, this works in reverse. When you develop a relationship with your CFO and frankly, your CEO like this, um, it also means that in quarters where you're having really good quarters and uh, you're going to over exceed your numbers and maybe you don't want to give all those earnings to Wall Street, we in marketing can spend money fast. And so uh, I have been in situations where in this in the first week of the last month of the quarter, the CFO calls and says, hey, um, you know, can you get rid of uh, $250,000 and uh, we will find a way. <laughs> OK, so regardless of how you do this, um, Make sure when you, if you're going to do your cuts, cut more than you think that you should, because you only want to cut once. They're not fun. They're bad for morale. God forbid you have to lay off some people. So if you're going to make major cuts, be smart about it. Cut more than you think you should. Tear the bandaid off and then get moving quickly. Number four, brainstorm short-term ways to increase revenue. I have met the rare company that if they didn't spend a little bit of time thinking about this, can't come up with some good ideas. And what you're looking for is are some packages, some offerings that you can promote now uh, to your best existing customers. Um, are there ideas that when you look at your uh, forecast, your pipeline, uh, your, your funnel, so to speak, are there ideas that you could come up with that you could um, uh, sort of uh, present to the, the, the companies that are in the sort of uh, closest third to closing, that is to say most likely to close in your funnel that might um, hurry them along a little bit. So open up a good bottle of whiskey and brainstorm 15 to 25 ideas that you and your team can come up with to increase revenue now and look for those ideas that will give customers an incentive to buy more from you uh, now and do it immediately. The reason you want to do this immediately is we are far from being in a recession. And so if you do this immediately and present these offers to your customers, uh, you may get them to spend with you before your customers start thinking about cutting in a recession. And that means you grab wallet share uh, while your competitors are sleeping at the switch. So do this now, come up with new brainstorm, new ways to, uh, to increase revenue with customers. Number five, market and sell into white space. I'm a huge fan of what some companies, what some companies call white space analysis. It's a simple idea that a lot of companies, however, miss. And so here's how the idea works. You get a list of all your existing customers. 
then get a list of what of your products, services, offerings each customer has purchased. Once you have that, you will also know which offerings, products, of services of yours, those customers have not purchased. That's your white space. Then marketing and sales come together to market to existing customers the products and services that you have that they have not purchased. And you can do, you know, depending if you're B2B, you can get very, very precise about this. And if you're B2C um, and you have direct relationships with your customers, um, you can do some analytics. You can do some big data analytics to do this and, and begin to prosecute campaigns that target existing customers and tell them about the products and services that you have that they don't currently own or use. And that is often a great way to drive short-term revenue. Number six, consider doing a competitor trade-in. Recessions are unique opportunities to kick the shit out of your competition. And one of the ways to uh, accelerate their demise is to brainstorm what are the offerings that you could create for customers of your competitors that you want to be customers that would entice them to stop doing business with the bad guys and start doing business uh, with you. And what I love about this idea is it increases your revenue, it increases your category share, and it uh, accelerates the speed with which uh, they go bye-bye. And a recession is a great opportunity to knock out some competitors. Number seven, double down on your category. This is an area to think about increasing your focus, increasing your investment during a recession. Yeah, I said it. Uh, Recessions offer an opportunity to get aggressive and particularly around uh, building your category and building your brand as the number one company, the category queen in your space. Now think about what's going to happen. Chances are your competition is going to panic. Uh, I've seen many, many companies over the course of my career, I find that most companies overreact and overcut in marketing because it feels like an easy place to cut uh, during a recession. And so chances are your competitors will be doing that. In addition, um, this will happen broadly in the economy. And it will also probably happen broadly in adjacent categories around your categories. And so what does all that mean? It means that your prospects and your existing customers will be hearing less noise overall. There's just less marketing going on during a recession. Take advantage of this to evangelize your category, to evangelize the problem you solve, to to drive home the from twos, and most importantly, your point of view about the problem and of course your solution and why people should take action now. Becoming more visible while your competitors are hiding under a desk, praying, asking for their mommies is a very powerful thing to do that can leave your company in a much better position um, after the recession and help you navigate the recession more effectively than you might otherwise. This is a time to be a marketing and business warrior. In specific, Look for marketing uh, execution areas, channels, advertising, campaign opportunities that are getting cheaper. For example, um, uh, the internet. Uh, Often Google AdWords and all sorts of other media on the internet, paid media on the internet, 
um, comes down in price because a lot of digital marketing is on an auction model. And so uh, uh, with less people bidding on a Google AdWord, by way of example, um, the, the uh, amount of money you need to uh, own that AdWord comes down. So get really smart about what are the marketing executions. I would tend towards digital, but really look across the marketing portfolio might be coming down in price, particularly if they map to A, destroying a competitor with a trade-in, or B, a new package or offering that you think is going to accelerate buying, or C, um, the trade-in that we just talked about. So look at these things and look at what marketing executions that are essentially coming down in price and take advantage of them. I would also encourage you to go hard to the hoop on point of view, thought leadership, and in particular, owned media. I'm amazed at how many companies are not effective at content distribution, uh, how many companies don't have podcasts, how many companies are not on uh, multiple digital platforms sharing their thought leadership. Now's the time. And look, candidly, I think you can build giant audience with own media in a way today that was uh, never possible before. And own media, I'm going to say something that some people might find outrageous, owned media can be more powerful than earned media. That is to say, PR in a top-tier publication or in top-tier other media, if you use it effectively throughout the marketing and sales process, own media can be as or more effective. So I would get on content marketing, point of view, thought leadership, and increasing your presence in digital channels. Remember, the more strategic, the more valuable, and the more urgent people think your category is, the more time, money, and attention they will invest in it. And now's the time for you to be making your case to the world as to why your category and therefore your brand, your company, and your offerings are more like aspirins and less like vitamins. This is why you want to be leading right now. Because if your prospects and customers are going through a cost reduction exercise, you want them to think, A, that your category of product and service, and B, your brand specifically, is something that is in the must bucket, not a nice to have bucket. And a way to ensure that is to be doubling down on your category leadership. Because if you're out in front, particularly while everyone else is dark, you'll be driving short-term revenue and you'll be building your category and your position as the category queen, the category king going forward. All right. In summary, the seven ideas are one, never let a good recession go to waste. Two, assume that you're not going to be able to raise any more money. Three, measure twice, cut once. Four, brainstorm short-term ways to increase revenue. Five, market and sell into white space. Six, consider a competitor trade-in. And number seven, double down on your category. All right. We would like to thank the awesome folks at uh, Crash. Dot co. Check out Crash Your Career at crash.co slash different. This is the new uh, handbook for people looking to break into a whole new uh, level in their career, whether you're starting off or whether you're rebooting your career. Check out crash.co slash different today. The good folks at onelifefullylive.org. This is the nonprofit helping you dream, plan, and live your best life. Check them out today. The number one life fullylive.org. 
interview valet. Speaking of thought leadership, if you're a thought leader and you want to get your leading thoughts on top podcasts, that's what interview valet does. Check out interviewvalet.com. And speaking of podcasts, a podcast I absolutely love, the Ziggler, the Zig Ziggler podcast with my friend, Kevin Miller. Check it out wherever you get legendary podcasts. All right, that's it for today. The thought I'll leave you with comes from Errol Flynn, who said, quote, my problem lies in reconciling my gross habits with my net income. <laughs> Stay legendary. And uh, until we're together again, of course, follow your difference.